0: Hey John, we're deep into the Simcoe on this one. And five other hops varieties too. Yeah, let's get after it.
1: Welcome to Driftless Drinks, my name is John. And my name is Mark. And today we're going to go for an annual favorite of ours, we're going to dive into a Hop Slam Hopslam Ale by Bells Brewing Company.
0: Yay! Uh, we know Bells. We love Bells. And uh, Hop Slam is one of their flagship brews. Uh, big, bold, and uh, fairly assertive on the hop end. But it's also uh, brewed with honey that kind of helps smooth it out a little bit. This one, uh, I think I did a video on this one a year or two ago. And uh, so, not to think, hopefully, nobody thinks we're recycling content, but they are different every year a little bit. And uh, I'll be perfectly honest, as far as hopped beers go, this one's right at the top of my list. So, anytime I can con John into drinking a Hop (laughs) Slam, I'm
1: like, it's not a con anymore. (laughs) I'm fully on board. I have this is. This is the Stockholm of beers, and I've got the syndrome. <laughs> I'm in on it. This is a DIPA, uh, a Dipa. Oh, a Dipa. It's really interesting how double IP double IPAs are made. They just they they crank on the hops in about twelve different ways, and uh, you know I think what we'll get into a little bit more about the how these things are actually made and how they're actually brewed. Um, not to, we won't get technical good we've we've learned not to get technical on this show yeah john has to dumb
0: everything down for me because my, <laughs> my uh, not the case my understanding of the english language
1: pretty basic <laughs> that, that, that is not the case but uh as a matter of fact why don't you get some practice tell us about the packaging why don't you why don't you read around this thing because you know i can't see anything oh, <laughs> john doesn't have his superpowers on yet
0: uh so, no. yeah, this is Bell's Hop Slam Ale, and uh, you you can't miss this one when it comes out because it is like guacamole green, the label is, <laughs> and uh, so is the cap. So uh, as we go down the label, it's Bell's Comstock, straight out of Comstock, Michigan. Hop Slam Ale, and then there's a picture of uh, what looks to be a giant... Hop nugget completely <laughs> obliterating a dude, like all you can see it's is like, his arms and legs poking out from underneath it. I kind of hope this wasn't like uh, like what do they call like those uh, chalk outline drawings where this came from oh, an yeah. actual crime scene somewhere where some like 800 pound, six foot hop nugget crushed a guy. Beware um, the hop nugget, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Apparently, they're they kill. Uh, so it says, uh, <laughs> double India pale ale brewed with honey. Brewed and bottled by Bells Brewery, Comstock, Michigan. We roll the bottle around. I'm going to start at the bottom. Packaging date on this one is 1621, and we are about three weeks removed from that date. Uh, so this is fairly fresh here. Um, starting back at the top of the label, an exceptionally aromatic blend of hops combined in this balanced interpretation of the double IPA style. Best enjoyed as fresh as possible. And that's why I brought out the uh, the date first. So we're mm-hmm. getting after this within weeks of its bottling. I think that's pretty good. Um, Shelf Life says three months, alcohol 10% by volume. And that's it for the label, John. This is 12 mm. fluid ounces
1: of uh, golden hoppy honey goodness here. Yeah, so the website, which, you know, I can make the text bigger so I can actually read the website. Oh, yeah, zoom in, buddy. (laughs) It says, uh, starting with, okay, should I go radio announcer voice? No, okay. (laughs) We'll save the NPR stuff for later. (laughs) All right. Starting with six different hop varietals added to the brew kettle and culminating with a massive dry hop addition of Simcoe Hops, Bell's Hop Slam Ale possesses the most complex hopping schedule in the Bell's repertoire. Selected specifically because of their aromatic qualities, these Pacific Northwest varieties contribute a pungent blend of grapefruit, stone fruit, and floral notes. A generous malt bill and a solid dollop of honey provide just enough body to keep the balance in check, resulting in a remarkably drinkable rendition of the double India pale ale style. Um, and the rest of it, they they talk about carbs, they talk about calories. Mm. Let's not talk about calories or carbs. <laughs> um, they also refuse to list the IBUs, the international bitterness units. And I fully agree with them that the perception, uh, uh, the bitterness perception that you get is completely different than what they got in the lab, and that in the lab is where they got the IBUs. I agree with them on that. It doesn't really help. I have yet to understand why the original gravity is listed because that doesn't help me either. <laughs> and I know exactly what it means, and it doesn't help me know what to expect. So uh, somebody's going to have to explain that to me. I'm going to well, show up at one of the breweries and ask them. I mean, to your point, they also they actually
0: do list the IBUs if you click on the – and then scroll down a little bit. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah I, they I'm do. Not tr- I'm not trying to call you out, but I'm just saying. No, hey, no, you
1: should. I didn't click. Well, on it.
0: that's why they put them on there, right? Because they put the original gravity on, and they know that you know you get nothing from that, and so then they also say that hey, you don't get anything from my
1: IBU, but we're going to put that on here too. <laughs> should we call out the irony of the the link that said? We'll, we'll call it the irony that the link that said. Uh, w- that actually shows the IBUs <laughs> yes. was set sa- said, why don't we list IBUs? And then they have a paragraph. The paragraph should have been, we do. You just had to click. That's <laughs> what that should have said. You know, it's like, <laughs> why don't we list IBUs? Just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> like, we're going to have to have a talk with these people at some day. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be like, we, we love you, but let's talk about the uh, IBU thing for a bit. Right. Uh, Good times. Do you so, want me to call off
0: the calories? Oh, no, we said we weren't going to do that. That's right. No, there's we carbs. we
1: don't want to mention the fact that there's, you know, 21.5 carbs and 294 calories. Yeah, yeah. We it's, won't it's, mention
0: that. It's only uh, 198 more calories than Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> so according
1: to the commercial. Well, and 149 uh, calories uh, more than a Guinness out of a can, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Eh, yeah, what we it doesn't do- lack in volume,
0: we're gaining in alcohol by volume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten percent is awesome. Are we? Are we done reading? Yeah, we're done reading. All right, let's open this thing up. All right, let's go for it. You want? All right, I'm set. You call it. Three, two,
0: one, blast off.
1: That was. I obviously <laughs> need a new opener. That was not synchronized. Yeah. Okay, now that we got them open, shall we? Shall we pour? Sure, why not? I mean, we're almost
0: halfway there, right? They're thirty percent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: Oh yeah. Ooh. A thing.
1: To get it on Mike, you have to pour a little more aggressively. But I don't think I got much of an aggression there. Oh. Yeah, if you want to spill some on your
0: mic, let me know. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> no. I, I can get it on your laptop,
1: too. You know, the the nice thing about this is the head just immediately pops up, and it's just like, hey, I'm going to be substantial. I mean, that's that's what I'm seeing right now from the head formation in this. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's almost a half inch.
0: Yeah, I'm rocking a solid quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do. And I, this is a... I tend to give everything a soft pour. This is how I roll, man. I'm gonna...
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, ten seconds for uh, beauty shots. Oh, so the color on this is—it's—it's it's just a beautiful honey blonde. Yeah, maybe a touch darker than that. A little bit of orange floating through that. She's a deep honey. Mm-hmm. That's what I would go with. Deep <laughs> That was the name of my soul band back in the 70s. <laughs> That's actually a really great band
0: name. I know. Like, yeah, it is. You could, you know, open for vanilla fudge with that name. <laughs> Deep honey with vanilla fudge. <laughs> yeah, see? It's a confectionary delight for your ear holes. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to stick a nose in it. Mhm. Oh. So the oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because it's the the grapefruit is there, but it's it's like mellowed with orange. Yes. Very oh, stone citrusy. fruit. Stone. When they fruit? say stone fruit. Yeah, they said stone fruit in the description. Okay. Is that just like fruit with stones like peaches and that kind of thing? Is that what they mean? Stone fruit. Yeah, a pungent blend of grapefruit, stone fruit, and floral notes.
0: It's not like the Jimi Hendrix song. That's stone free, right? No, that's stone free, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a droop. <laughs> what? You're a droop. <laughs> I-, I can't deny that. Stone fruit. A fruit with flesh or pulp enclosing a stone, such as a
1: peach, plum, or cherry. You were exactly right, John. yeah see, and I think that that's that's a bad term because this doesn't smell like cherry, but yeah. i I would get a little peach out of that, yeah, I'd definitely get that i think that comes from the
0: honey I mean that's what I'm guessing I don't know it mm-hmm. might come from something else, maybe they put peaches in it,, uh, but they yeah. didn't say they put peaches in it, so mm-hmm. i
1: would I believe no. them like I trust bells, I do too. And, you know, they talk about Pacific Northwest varieties. So, of course, did I have to look that up? Yes, I did. I had to look up Northwest. So yeah. Pacific Northwest varieties of hops that they mentioned, they include Cascade. The mm-hmm. Simcoe is one of them. Citra, um, Centennial, um, Mosaic, Chinook, Amarillo. They're all Northwest. So we don't know what they've used. It's going to be some of those. or Then there's another one called CTZ that is one of the hops that's used in these. And CTZ stands for Columbus Tomahawk and Zeus, which Ooh. are apparently trade names. So that's three different companies have a trade name on the same variety of hops. It got weird when I went down that rabbit hole. So <laughs> I'll spare you. I'll spare you that one. It's all trademarks and licensing, and really, it's fruity. It's uh, citrus fruity with uh, some floral notes to it, like daisies. You know, if you've ever had like a fresh daisy. I get a little bit of that
0: out of this. Man, I, my only complaint about this beer and smelling it right now is that it's like early February. If this were to come out closer to, I don't know, mid to end of April, it would really hit the vibe of the whole oh. season. You know what I mean? Like early yeah. May, right in there. I, it right.
1: smells like a warm springtime day. It does. And that's the thing is that it only lasts 3 months, so this stuff isn't going to stick around. You know, it isn't going to be that great when spring finally hits. So yeah.
0: I might keep one it, back, but I I've done that in years past and yeah, it's diminishing returns as it goes along. All
1: right, shall we go for a taste? Absolutely. Teased this enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, like you'd expect, a whole bunch of hops is going to make something bitter. And that's there. And it's if if you're not into hoppy beers, and I meet people all the time who are like, oh, "I don't want to try craft beers. I don't like that hoppy stuff." Well, yeah, you don't want this. But <laughs> it, it, so, I'm getting the bitterness out of it. I get the yep. multi-balance of it, which is really nice. How's it coming off for you? Okay, so
0: I tend to get these every year. I'm not a huge IPA guy, but this is one of those beers that really checks all the right boxes for me year after year. I would say that the uh, the kind of viscosity that the honey usually brings is a little less present in this particular mm-hmm. batch, um, which to me makes the, uh, like the citrus hops pop a little bit more, and it doesn't make the mouth feel quite as slippery smooth as uh, I've kind of known them to be in the past, right? So I think if you're an IPA drinker, this year would be more to your liking because it stacks up a little bit more like a typical IPA um mm-hmm. than some of the hop slams I've had in the past which were a touch more honey and sweet forward and malt forward than this one this one doesn't provide quite the balance that i've had in like uh 2019 was a really great year Mm. i i like that one a lot and uh i think 2016 was another one i thought was really really good because it was a little sweeter so um I might be wrong on that one i I honestly can't remember I remember exactly where I was and who I was with when I had that beer, <laughs> and I think it was that, early twenty seventeen so which would have been the sixteen or would have been the seventeen How did they rate these is this twenty one this know. is twenty one okay, so it would have been the seventeen so that would have been the seventeen then. yeah, so like, anyway, yeah, I th- that was a really long and rambling story to say that. It's still a very good beer year after year. This one's a little bit different than some of the Mm -hmm. ones that I've really benchmarked as like the really good ones. Because sweet gets me, and I like it. Oh, yeah. But mm -hmm. what a great beer. You're right. There's a ton of balance in this. Uh, It is hop forward, but there is a significant enough backbone to this to hold it up.
1: Would you like to know the history of the double IPA?
0: Ooh, yay! Hmm. I think okay. Yeah, let's do that. The right. double IPA, you say?
1: The double IPA. So, yeah. uh, quick, uh, guess. And you, sh- there's no reason you should know this, by the way. So, you can guess any well, number you'd like, but I won't. Though. What? Y- what year? How far back? Do you think the double IPA goes? You know, IPAs are very old, they go back hundreds of years, you know, for as a preservative and there's some other questionable history behind, you know, where IPAs come from. But how far back do you think the double IPA goes? Because it's been pinned down to a specific year. So is it before or after IPAs? Can you give me that hint? Definitely after. Okay. So IPA absolutely preceded the double IPA. Absolutely.
0: Like, all right, so it's got to be fairly recent then, I think. Okay. Especially when we're talking about, like, what, Belgian triples weren't invented until, like, the 40s or something? Or 30s? Right, right. Yep. That still freaks me right out. Like, that beer is less (laughs) than 100 years old. That's crazy. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Nineteen I'm gonna go Reagan administration.
1: Okay. Nineteen eighty two. You know that's not that's not a bad guess. It's nineteen ninety-four. Oh well that was way off. But. No, no, that's not way off. In the history of IPAs, that's pretty that's that's almost pinpoint. The uh, <laughs> so it it was brewed With it staggering accuracy. Look yeah. at him
0: make his prognostications. Yeah. It's like Nostradamus over here, <laughs>
1: like, just firing off stupid years. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, there's no reason you should know this. There's no reason you should you should be yeah, able to guess right. this. I was just just shooting in the dark. See, I was see like, well, you... what
0: year did the Columbia blow up? Let's see, Columbia hops are in this. No, that's <laughs> the Centennial. that was the
1: Challenger. But all right,
0: yeah, and that was eighty six. So that yeah. wouldn't have been at any... Okay, sorry. I'm just totally wrecking. <laughs> I'm Columbia digging Pops. myself a bigger hole. That's what I do. <laughs> go go ahead. 1994, yeah. you say. <laughs> and I have no idea if any of this will make Wasn't it in. Wasn't that the year Toadies' hit... Rubberneck came out? I love that album. Which one? The Toadies' Rubberneck. Oh, oh no, oh, I, don't I don't know. It. Like okay, you tell the oh. story, and I'm going to look up Toadies' Rubberneck, and
1: then maybe we'll listen All to Possum right. awesome
0: Kingdom or something.
1: So yeah, that was first invented by a man named Vinny uh, Kilru- Kilruzo and I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna just slay that name because it, it's C I L U uh, R Z O Silruzo Silruzo And he, okay. yeah, he he brewed it at uh, a now closed brewery called Blind Dog Brewery, and it's in uh, Temecula, California. I'm not sure where that is on the whole. California spectrum because it could be, you know, several different lines of latitude. Temecula? Um, Doesn't Lagunitas have a brewery there? Is that where Lagunitas is? I don't know. That's that's where um, he he is now the owner of Russian River Brewery. Ooh. So okay. And Russian River does uh, Russian River Brewing does um, a double IPA called Pliny the Elder, which mm-hmm. you might know. And uh, so he, so he's the one that that invented it at at this brewery when he was when he was working there. That brewery's gone, and invented this Plenty the Elder. And the idea is that if you put in hops at all stages of it, and then give it a good malt backbone, you can get the best of both worlds. And I think he kind of, I think this beer pulls it off. I've not had Plenty the Elder, I know of it. I've heard many things about it, and I would love to get my hands on it. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was built by a man who is still around and still brewing um, top notch beer for a Russian River, and uh, if you can get hold of the Plenty of the Elder, send a bottle our way. By the way, Temecula, it,
0: it, halfway between L.A. and San Diego, inland. Oh, okay. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm.
1: It's on the 15. It's on the 15. What you at on the map? I did. I it's right. On, all right.
0: You asked, and then, you know. I did. I did. This mm-hmm. is how I get with mapping. Like, I can't. Google Maps is, like, one of the greatest inventions of our time, I think. Like,
1: anyway, sorry. Yeah. I digress. No, no, that's that's all good. So, anyway, that was the, uh, that was the brief history. Because there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of progress after a double IPA. Well, there's a triple IPA. There's the devil dancer from Founders.
0: I don't know what that means. I'm just... I don't uh, know what that means either. Th- do you I think people it- are just throwing out, like, prefixes? Like, wow, we call it a double because there's twice as much stuff in it. Well, like, well, you f- your double. I'll raise you one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> double plus one is what that is. <laughs> there's there's a lot of throwing throwing around weird freaking names with beer. Well I, I, I don't get, so it's good to have the context of the history of it, right?
0: Because like what you just said, a lot of people are throwing around a lot of terms and do all right. of them or any of them mean anything? And some of them do. And some of them are sort of made up wondering if people will get them to stick, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. like the whole hazy, Nipah, juicy, hazy, yeah, whatever we want to call that style of IPA beer. like. Right, you know, one of them eventually is going to win out, and then everybody's going to have to call it that.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is that they and then they try to come around and they try to make it, you know, a different. They're like, well, no, this isn't hazy; it's a juicy. It's like, come on,
0: dude. Yeah, you've done
1: this. Yeah, you've done you've done the same process, and that's the thing. So they call it it. So like this is Hop Slam is a double IPA, but there's six hops in it, and they were added all along the process. They were dry hopped, it was mash hopped. I mean it, it isn't as and I and you know, it was put along the entire process. It wasn't like it was two different IPAs that were put together. You know, the whole thing gets misleading. And I think they think they have carte blanche because, you know, a a duple, a triple, and a and a quad are not one, two and you know, are not uh, two, three and four of the same thing. You know, they're completely Different beers that somebody came up with a name to compete with the other beer before it. So it, it's one of those things that the industry, you know, God bless the beer industry, but sometimes they just go sideways. <laughs> and it's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I, I realize what they're doing is trying to sell beer. Yep, and and in this case, good beer to people who they hope will appreciate it. But you know, there could be some. Minor agreement on what the hell we're gonna call these
0: things. Yeah. And and so. that's that's a weird thing now with like the flavor explosion, you know, over the last six or eight years. Uh-huh. That everybody's coming up with different terms, you know, because they're trying to set themselves apart in a very crowded and becoming even more so crowded marketplace. So, yep. you know, and it's it's just a way to try to what do they call it, product differentiation. Yep. Uh, so, it's a really you know, good beer.
1: You know, aging or not aging, but but letting it rest and warm up usually doesn't help too much. It actually makes it a little more bitter sometimes and you lose some of the sweetness. Um that's happened a little bit with this. Okay. But I'm still I'm still fully enjoying it. And there've been other IPAs that, you know, you kind of have to drink within a half hour or oh, yeah. You know, or with within 10 minutes. <laughs> or they're just not gonna maintain their their quality. You gotta drink it you before know. you open it. Drink it before you it's open just it no good. Yeah, that's that's the way Houdini drank beer. <laughs> <laughs> Any jackass could take the top off. Right. Can but you it drink it a in t- a t-
0: bottle <laughs> without opening it? hmm, hmm? It t- uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. As it warms it gets a little happier and th- This is why I had said initially with what had come up on the first, like, wave, I had noticed it wasn't quite as sweet and viscous, and that kind of pointed Mm -hmm. me in the direction of it's, you know what I mean? It's like this year's is a little hoppier than years past that I've really enjoyed that were a little sweeter. And this is all really nuanced stuff, too. I mean, whatever. This is still a really great beer. And anybody should go get one at any time if you're into
1: IPAs at all. You know that's a really good that's a really good observation. There there is that a little bit of a resin quality to it, um, mm-hmm. and not in a bad way. Won't totally make you pucker. There's just enough no, money no there no. to balance it, and malt back is very very well selected, and nice. But well, so that peach quality that 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 bright that brightness has kind of dissipated, yep. and now what I'm is most of most of the floral notes, and that bitterness is carried by the floral notes instead of being par- carried by like that grapefruity kind yep. of peachy kind of thing that was going on earlier. So that was Hop Slam by Bell's Brewery. A uh, little more, a little more hoppy this year for me, uh, but not bad at all. What do you, what you think, Mark? Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at with it. It uh,
0: touch more resiny, touch more hoppy, a little less uh, honey in the viscosity. Uh, that comes along with that. And that's always what really gets me going on this one every year because I, I really enjoy that. It's not a thick honeyback, but it's just enough to let you know that it's there. And that's kind of missing this year. But if this is as bad as uh, Hopslam gets, like I'm continuing to buy it every year because it's it's a great double. It sets itself apart from a lot of other doubles. Um, and I think it's a fantastic beer from a really
1: great brewing operation in Bells. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Go out and get you some, get yourself some folks. Get your pole. Uh, get your pole.
0: Driftless Drinks studio recording courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at DriftlessDrinks.com where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel.
1: And so that does it for another edition of Driftless Drinks. Uh, My name is John. My name's Mark. And keep a cold one handy for us. Yeah. Don't drink it. Just keep it. (laughs) If it's for us, for us.
0: Clips of the (laughs)
1: John. That's a different kind of thing. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We Uh devolved into Bonnie Tyler songs really quickly this episode. (laughs) I think he was talking about taking off his pants and running around naked with it or something. I mean, it was like crazy. Like, yeah, he thought it was really good.
1: I don't think I've ever had a beer so good I wanted to take my clothes off. Really? I've had enough I've had enough beer that I wanted to take <laughs> the clothes off. But I've never had a beer <laughs> that made me want to take my clothes off. <laughs> I-, I think that's a good idea. You know, I tried to drink one of these in the vacuum, but it was so goddamn dusty. All the cat here. <laughs> that was <laughs> bad. Oh, you're back. You got. you're back. Okay. Our last so- thing I heard
0: was Lupulin shift. <laughs> so And yeah, then so, it was all like space stuff, space stuff, ludicrous
1: speed yeah. <laughs> Ursa to ludicrous Minor speed. and
0: Ursa Major, just like, you know, WrestleMania oh. with, you know, Orion, but he's got like bows and arrows, and they only have like paws and claws. It was just, yeah, it was crazy, man. (laughs) Like, for the three seconds I lost you, a lot of things happened. Wow. Yeah.